Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. Jed. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. We're back. Update on the chair. I am no longer short. No longer short. <laughs> All right. We are giving a quick shout out to Yerevan, which is the capital of Armenia. You know, we went to Armenia. Yes. That's my first international mission trip. You went once by yourself. And then the next year you went with Mary Grace. Uh-huh. And then the next year we all went. And all four uh, of us. A, it's got a special part, place in my heart. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, it's beautiful. Armenia mm-hmm. uh, was, you know, a lot of people will hear of the wickedness of Nazi Germany. Right. And it was horrific. And we, mm-hmm. we should talk about it. We yes. should reflect on history. Yes. But really, Hitler and the Nazis learned what they got from the Turks mm-hmm. and the Turks and the Armenian genocide, which most of the world does not consider a genocide. But it was. It was. It was. And we at Grace in the Shadows support the fact that it was definitely a genocide. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but wicked. it is, yeah, very wicked. Um, Yerevan is a really cool place to visit. It is. It yeah, we pretty. enjoyed it. Very pretty. Mountains. Yeah. yeah. Mount Ararat. <clears throat> and yeah. what's important about Mount Ararat? The mountains of Ararat, uh, located in Armenia, mm-hmm. uh, really is where the, the Noah's Ark is. Yes. And landed. That's right. On dry land. Yeah. All right. Well, you can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. Check out the Covenant Eyes porn blocker. There's a link in our show notes. And if you use the promo code grace1998, you will get one month free. All right. What kind of facts you got? The brain is our fattest <laughs> organ. It's composed of nearly 60% fat. I did not know that. That's why they say like omega-3s mm-hmm. are very good for the brain. Nice. Well, we need Those to get some. Good. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, February used to be the last month of the year, which is why it has the shortest number of days. 28 days, but some 29 days with the leap year. Legos toys are better investments than stocks and bonds and gold. Oh. I didn't know this. Well, let's go invest in some Legos. Let's go get some Legos. <laughs> okay. 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 Let's do one more. One more. September 2007, a guy named Kevin Shelley broke 46 wooden toilet seats with his head in one minute to create a world record. Now, that's crazy. Wow. Well, bless his head. (laughs) He must have a hard head. Oh, wow. Okay. That would give you a headache, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I had a karate instructor years Mm -hmm. ago. Yes. And he held the world record of breaking bricks with his head. Not toilet seats. What's that? Not toilet seats. Bricks. Not toilet seats. (laughs) He broke a thing of ice, too. Ow. He actually got a concussion from that one. Oh, ice can be pretty hard, I would think. You know, you make um, ice sculptures and stuff out of them. Big old block ice. Yes. Huge. We're talking about Gideon again. Oh, Gideon. Gideon's really cool. 
I, I like he's cool. Well, it just he's like the the normal everyday man and he's, you know, not afraid to talk to God like we should talk to God, you know, and he puts the fleece out and transparent. yeah, very transparent. Um, he was kind of a geeky, but I just feel like, I just think Gideon was probably geeky, you know, really shy, introverted. Anxious. And, and I can be kind of like that. And so I can just identify myself in him. And I just really like studying by him because just the story is just so cool. So that's why. And I think, you know, his, his idiosyncrasies and his mm-hmm. quirks. Yeah. He would have been perceived by the world as weak. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know, we see, we're going to see today even. Right. That God used him mm-hmm. uh, to show his power and his glory. Yeah. Well, even in chapter six, you can see where the people are talking about him. They're like, Gideon. So, yeah. What? Who what? God? Gideon? Who huh? tore down these idols? Gideon? Uh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Go ahead in chapter seven. Okay. Read uh, read one through four. Okay. And before I read, Gideon spans several chapters. He does. Yeah. We're not covering it as in depth as, as some. Right. But I mean, you know, some some of the judges in judges are like one verse or two verses or, you know, a little bit, but he covers several chapters. So very, you know, even though we're not going to cover everything that he did or, or happened with him, definitely check him out. He's in chapter six, seven, and eight. So chapter seven, one through four. Early in the morning, Jeroboam, that is Gideon, because remember they had called him that, and all his men camped at the spring of Harad. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now, announce the army. Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men, 22,000 men left while 10,000 remained. (laughs) You don't often hear, you know, a general saying, I got too many men go home. But that's what God's telling Gideon to do. But the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Take them down to the water and I will thin them out for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. Okay. All right. Interesting. Jerubel means like Baal contend with him or fight with him. Right, because he had torn down the Asherah. It was kind of a mockery. It was, yeah. They were making yeah. fun of him by giving him that name, and then they yeah. started calling him that. Yep. You know, Christians were called Christians originally mm-hmm. to make fun of them. Right. They were. You're yeah. right. It's interesting how God, well, can take a mess, turn to a message. He can take a <laughs> word, too. Yeah. Even the cross. Right. People began to wear crosses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would never have seen that before Jesus. No, it was considered a the it was considered a a, a shame, a disgrace. Well, the cross was a torture device. Yeah, and you know only the lowest of the low were crucified. Really? Yeah, yeah. So God here tells him to have what? He has thirty two soldiers, thirty two thousand. Mm-hmm. You got too many. Getting you got too many because. If you have this many, then they'll say because of the number of people that you have, that's why you triumphed. So God's wanting his glory. God wants to be glorified. And he's like, you got too many men for me to be glorified. Interesting. I like it. 
right, so he goes down there and he says, you still have too many. Yep. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, because how many is 22,000 men left, but he still had 10,000. And God's like, yep, too many, Gideon. Still got to get rid of some. So Gideon's probably going, what? <laughs> well, go ahead and read five through. Um, okay. Uh, 12. Okay. So Gideon took the men down to the water. Then the Lord said to him, told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues as a dog laps from those who kneel down to drink. 300 of them drank from cupped hands, lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the 300 who took over the provisions and trumpets of the other. Now the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. Let's, let's, don't you want to stop there yeah. and talk about that a little bit before you keep yeah. going? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you ask yourself, okay, so, so a bunch of them got down in the, and kneeled, like lap, they, they got down and kneeled and drank. But then 300 of them scooped the water up and laughed them with their tongue like dogs. So why did God keep them? Well, God was the one sovereignly through mm-hmm. his providence mm-hmm. making them do that stuff. So well, they knew that. True, but they, the ones that kneeled and were lapping out of their hands like dogs, they would be ready for a fight. You know what I'm saying? And so they're, yeah, they're kneeling and lapping with their tongues, but they can still look around. They can jump up in a, in a second if somebody comes after he them. the wimpy ones. Well, no, he kept the strong ones. The wimpy ones that were kneeling down, they're, they're like down on the ground with their oh, head in the river. Like, yeah. Okay. But okay. he kept the ones that were kneeling. Like I, I can see them like one leg down, kneeling, scoop the water up in their hands or lapping. And they can look around and they can jump up in a second and go fight. But the guys that have gotten all the way down on the ground and are drinking like a horse, you know, they would not be, they could be overfeed to overcome pretty easily, but the ones that were kneeling could not. You see what I'm saying? So God took the best ones here. God took the best ones, but there was only 300 best ones. So that's right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I schooled you today. (laughs) No, I think that's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard that preached before. So yeah, it's pretty cool. So he took them. Do you think the other ones would have gotten in the way too? Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were so focused on drinking water, they weren't yeah. focused on anything else. But these guys were like, I want to be ready. Cream of the crop. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. Interesting. Okay. So 300 instead of 32,000. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. 300. And, and do you know how, how many of the Midianites have? Does it say? The Midianites, it was like they were A like lot. locusts. Yeah. Couldn't count them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's taken like 300 men that are going to defeat an army that you can't even count. Well, it says here in verse 12, the Midianites and the Malachites, mm-hmm. you know, all the Eastern people. So they had several. It wasn't yeah. just the Midianites. It settled in the valley thick as locusts. There you go. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand in the seashore. All right. Let me read nine. I'll, I'll start at nine. During that night, the Lord said to Gideon, get up, go down against the camp because I'm going to give it into your hands. If you're afraid to, afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant, Pura, and listen to what they're saying. 
Afterwards, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Perah, his servant, went down to the outposts of the camp, pick up where you read. The Midianites, the Amicites, all the other eastern people had settled in the valley thick as locusts. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. You know, when you look at Israel, the nation of Israel, mm-hmm. about, a si- about the size of New Jersey. Right. Whole world hates it. Yeah. Matter of fact, you look at right after Israel became a nation in 1948, mm-hmm. they had a war yeah. against several nations. Right. They kicked tail mm-hmm. with very little weaponry. Yes. Very very few people. Almost then like the this. Six-day yeah. war. Yeah. They had a war against Egypt. This Everyone thought this was the end. Yes. You had Egypt, you had Jordan, mm-hmm. you had Lebanon and Syria. Mm-hmm. All coming against them. And not only did Israel win, mm-hmm. they even got more land. True. And so we also know the future of the, the Jewish people, mm-hmm. the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. The whole world will come against them and they will lose. And so this goes back to how God uses small. Mm-hmm. And we talked about mustard seeds. And yes, seeds, yes. A couple episodes ago. Yes, we did. God uses the small things to create glorious things for his glory. Yeah, he sure does. To show his power. He sure does. Yeah. Definitely. Go ahead and read 13 okay. to mm-hmm. when you so I take a stop. Okay. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream, he was saying. So so Gideon and his servant, they're listening in on the camp. The camp. Okay, so Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. <laughs> round loaf of barley. I don't think that would would knock over a tent normally. His friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. Wow. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshiped. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. That's like a weird dream. Yeah, but it's it was enough to God once again showing Gideon that he's in control and he's going to give him triumph. All right. So verse 16, dividing the 300 men into three companies, he placed trumpets and empty jars in the hands of all of them with torches inside. Where are the weapons? Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a scam. It's 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 a trick. So he's got trumpets. Empty jars in the hands, and they put torches or like candles kind of like inside. Okay. They still did this in the Six Day War. Okay. The the Israelites, because they didn't have uh, much weaponry, they stuck stuck, um, like broomsticks out the windows. Oh, wow. Fireworks. I didn't realize that. Celebrate their victories. Oh, to make it look like there was more. They still did that. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. All right. So verse 17, watch me. He told him, follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I say. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then all then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and our Gideon. So what he had done, he'd taken those 300 men and he divided them into three camps and they yeah. kind of put them around. Like they were bigger. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. So kind of funny, huh? it is kind of funny. Yeah. God has a sense of humor. So Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had charged, changed the guard. They blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. I mean, that would make a lot of noise. That's the point, I guess. The three companies blew the trumpets, smashed the jars, grab it, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in their right hands the trumpets they were to blow. They shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. That's funny. Uh, so when the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. Yeah. The army fled to Beshetah towards Zeroth as far as the border of Abel Mahola. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Near Tabath, Israelites from Naphtali, Asher, and all Manasseh were called out and they pursued the Midianites. Gideon sent messengers throughout the hill country of Ephraim saying, come down against the Midianites and seize the waters of the Jordan ahead of them as far as Beth Barah. So all the men in Ephraim were called out. They seized the waters of the Jordan as far as Beth Barah. They also captured two of the Midianite leaders, Oreb and Zeb. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb and Zeb at the winepress of Zeb. They pursued the Midianites and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon, who was by the Jordan. Yeah. 300 men killed a, an army that you couldn't even count at all because there were so many. And there were so many camels that you couldn't count them either. And God gave them into the hand of Gideon with 300 men. Don't underestimate God. I love this story. I just, this is one of my most favorite stories in the Bible because God took this geeky little man with 300, 300 soldiers and took over hundreds uh, of thousands. Yes. I, I love it. I love it. I just love the story. It it really shows the power of God and how he uses the underdog to show his glory. You don't have to be the strongest, the smartest. You don't have to have a PhD. Nope. You you just have to be be willing, humble. Yeah. Teachable. And you can ask questions. Yes. 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 Be vulnerable. Yes. Be transparent with God. That's what he wants. And he doesn't strike you down for asking questions. Nope. Which I love because he gives us our curiosity. He gives us our nature and he doesn't knock us for it. He, I mean, almost embraces it, I think. And that's what he did with Gideon. And he showed how powerful he was. And you know, think of the stories they told their kids. Think of the story of these 300. (laughs) He was just kind of and dorky. But God. Yes. Let let me tell you the story. Can you imagine? Seriously, the stories they told their grandkids sitting at their knees and their eyes getting wide hearing it. Just so cool. God uses the weak. Yeah. The foolish of the world. The foolishness. Yeah, he does. Because it's through the foolishness and the weak Mm -hmm. that he brings glory to himself. I love it. To show his power. He definitely can take your mess, turn to a message for his glory, for your good. Have a blessed rest of the weekend. Absolutely. And don't be afraid if you're a geek or you're quirky or anything like that. You because can even be like me. Or me. <laughs> God can still use you. So thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Everybody have a great day. Goodbye. 